It's time to handle your business with Sis Start Your Business, a podcast teaching you how to start your business, how to handle your business, all with God's guidance. One thing I enjoy doing is educating business owners about business, which is why I started this podcast. Uh, But honestly, I am not about recognition, but I wanted my story to get out there. What I'm doing right now, how I am sharing the tools and advice that we need as business owners in my story. So my whole goal was to get into the news, magazines, on blogs, and I was determined to make that happen. I started writing to journalists on LinkedIn, and guess what? No one wrote me back. I wrote companies like Essence and others via email, LinkedIn on Instagram, and guess what? I never heard back. I wrote to celebrities in hope that they would share my story, I don't know, just out of the kindness of their heart. And I mean, I wrote about 100 plus celebrities on IG DMs or influencers, celebrities, whatever. And guess what? I never heard back. So what exactly was I doing wrong? I decided to reach out to an award-winning publicist who I'm going to introduce you guys to now. Her name is Candace Nicole, owner of Candace Nicole Public Relations. So let's bring her in. Hello, Miss Candace Nicole. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. First, can you tell us a little bit more about you? So I am Candace Nicole. I'm the owner of Candace Nicole Public Relations, also known as Candace Nicole PR or CNPR. And I have been publicizing businesses for over 12 years now. I've been a publicist for 12 and a half years, been operating the business full time for four and a half. June 20th this year is a big date because those are my anniversaries with becoming a publicist and then actually going full time with it. Very unique story to that. So yeah, that's me. I'm also the creator of Women Who Hustle, which is a women's network. I'm the creator of Respect the Publicist, which is a network for publicists. And also, there's some branding professionals, marketing professionals, and journalists in that group as well, which is on Facebook. I love that. And you have to give us more information about that before the podcast ends. So that yeah, definitely. Are, yeah, so that people who are listening to this can join, can learn more. And then for me, too, because I want to join and learn more about that as, as well. <laughs> so you said something pretty interesting. You said that June 20th is your anniversary for going full-time in business. And a lot Mm -hmm. of questions, and this is what I spoke about in my previous podcast, is a lot of people are afraid of going full-time. And one thing that I mentioned is that if your spirit is telling you to do something, if God is telling you to do something, then you need to do it. Like with me, I was was like, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to do? He said, you're fired. There it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now you have to go full time. So I want to hear more of your story about that and maybe even some tips and advice you can give to the women who are listening to this podcast. With my story, I'll, I'll say this. Would I go back and change anything of when I made that decision? Absolutely not, because I believe it definitely shaped me to the woman that I am today, the businesswoman that I am today. I definitely have had some some pitfalls along the way. However, when you get yourself to a certain level, you appreciate those moments. Mm -hmm. So I did not have a business plan. I did not have a savings account. (laughs) I just... I felt like my back was up against the wall and I said, yeah, this is not for me. It's not for me. I was actually at Fox 5 in Washington, D.C. And I would actually say being very honest with you, maybe 30 days into going back into corporate, because I actually had left before, I said, yeah, this is not for me. (laughs) I need to figure this out. But it took me about a year and some change. 
And so what happened was I actually, after that year and some change, you know, passed my one year, I said, okay, you really need to, you know, get out of here. This is just not for you. Mm-hmm. I actually was applying to positions of working at a PR firm because what's very unique about me is that I've never worked at a PR agency before. Right. I went to school for it. And then I started my business in, in 07, like what, a month and some change after I graduated from Morgan State. So I wanted to have that experience. I wanted to get the agency, you know, quote unquote, agency experience. Yeah. However, what they were telling me was, well, you don't have agency experience or certain internships. So it's like they wouldn't even interview me. Yeah. And I said, but I've, I've, you know, hired by, you know, freelancers, 135th, Liquid Soul, was anyone else? I think those are the only two that I've done some freelancing work with of working with, you know, A-list celebrities doing some really great, you know, movie campaigns. And they did not want to, you know, interview me. Plus, I've been doing this on my own and I've worked with sponsors. I mean, just so many different things, right? Yeah. And so what that was telling me was, all right, Candace, you, you just need to do this on your own. Mm-hmm. And I've always been the person that, I believe you need to get out of your own way a lot of the time and you just need to create a space for yourself. I'm really big on that. Creating your own opportunities, creating your own lane. If you feel like there isn't a lane for you, you just create it. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. You can just do that. And so that's what happened. Yes. So, so I knew I had maybe two other checks that were coming in from like, you know, from doing freelance. And I knew whenever I put in my notice, it would be what another check, but then I believe they asked me to stay a little bit longer, maybe like a week and a half longer so I could train someone. And so I knew I would maybe have like half of the check coming. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was. <laughs> I was best decision that I did. So it's, you know, it's not this beautiful story of I had X amount of dollars, $20,000 saved up. And you know what I mean? It yeah. was not that. It was, okay, girl, you have your own <laughs> apartment, your car note, right? Yeah. Uh, you do this, you really hit the ground running. How are you going to make, make your money? Yes. So I really had to just get out there and hustle, let people know I was, you know, starting my business, you know, going full time, really more so going full time with the business. And this is what it was. And I feel like everyone's story is not just saying that everyone's story is the same because everyone has their unique story. But even for me, I didn't have a lot of money saved up. Like you said, you didn't have a lot of money saved up. A lot of people mm-hmm. who do that, they just say, I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to go. This isn't right in my spirit. I don't like working here. I just don't care. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. have to hustle and do it. And imagine if you did have a lot of money saved, then you wouldn't probably be hustling as hard as you did because you're at a comfort zone again. So it's getting out mm-hmm. of that comfort zone and just saying, you know what? This is uncomfortable. I need to do what I have to do to make this work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. You ultimately, you have to have that belief in yourself. Yes. And you have to understand, do you really have that hustle? Because you're going from, you know, you're working Monday through Friday, however many hours that you're putting in, and maybe you don't bring your homework with you, right? Yeah. Well, very different when you are, you know, working for yourself. Yes. You're always on. You don't, and especially when you're making that leap, you don't want to miss any lead. Mm. So you need to have your phone right there, like it's plugged up and it's sitting right beside your head. <laughs> we know when you're asleep. You know, notifications if someone refers you to someone, you don't want to miss any of those those possible opportunities because you are now doing this full time. Yes. So this is how you're paying your mortgage, how you're paying your rent, how you're paying your light bill or whatever else, your phone bill. So you can get those calls and those notifications, right? Yep. I agree. You, I agree. You have to believe 
and know that you have that hustle and that, that grind in you. Yes. I believe people need to first identify that. I'll say this, Nicole, if you are complaining about your job, just like the nine to five with your boss, this is not for you. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. This is not for you because you're always going to have to answer to someone. It just becomes mm-hmm. your customer yes. or your client, whatever it is that, you know, providing a service or like you're creating something for them. So the customer is buying something for you, like a product, a pen or perfume, nail polish, whatever it is. You're always going to have that, that issue. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That becomes your boss right there. I always say don't get into something for the money only because if it's only for money and you're having to deal with these clients that can either you love them or you're like, ooh, Lord. So and if you're in it for money, you're not going to want to do it anymore. You know what I mean? Exactly. But if you're passionate about it, it's something that you wake up to you like, oh, I can't wait to do this. I just, oh, I can't wait. Then it's not going to bother you. So for me, mm-hmm. I went before I got, if I was working in banking, I was, what do you call it, personal banker, all these things like that. I did not like a lot of my bosses, sometimes I was like, oh my gosh, I just want to go home and cry because I hate it here so much. I don't like mm-hmm. it here. I don't like them. And then when I got into my own business, it's just something that I wake up to. I'm ready to do. I'm excited. I'm ready to look at my emails. I'm like, whoa. So, and I've been doing this for a long time, but it's like that passion has never went away. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, yep. you know, as far as PR, public relations, can you explain to us, because me too, because I the whole reason behind this is I called you a while back <laughs> wanting to learn more about your services and wanting to learn more about PR. So are you able to explain to us what is it just for people who are just like, what is PR? What is public relations? Right. So PR, that basically means it means visibility. We are here to create visibility for the client. And I would say in a nutshell, right? So individuals will hire us so we can we can create that story. Of course, we're telling a true story, an authentic story, but we need a story that we can share with the media so we can alert the media about what you're doing, about the great things that you're doing, community events that you're going to have of giving back to young girls, right? Or whatever that is. What is that story? So that's what it is. And it's, it's important when someone is looking for a publicist to, to already know, and let's just say hiring a PR agency, to already know why are you seeking that individual, that company, right? You always have to know, why am I even reaching out to them? What do I have in the pipeline? What am I working on that I know definitely deserves some more visibility? So some people reach, you know, will reach out because I've been doing this X amount of years and I know it's a great story, but I just don't even know how to tell it or I don't even know who to reach out to, which I totally get, right? So that's very important. But basically it's, we are getting you visibility. And so from what I'm seeing of it like this too, because when I reached out to you, even though you said I have us now, I, I know I have a story, but at that time I was like, I don't know if I have a story. I don't know. But you kind of right. guided me to say, okay, well, you have this, you have this, you have this, you have this. But to me, looking back at that is if yep. you don't have a story that you feel like is going to catch people's attention, then, I mean, what would someone do in order to kind of say, you know what, I want my business to get out there, but I really don't know a catching story or what would be an example of a real good story that people would like to hear? Yep. Yep. It's important to have that story. And I think anyone, you know, listening to the show, if you're at that point, you just have to ask yourself, what is the story that I want to tell? Mm-hmm. Right. What is the story that you want people to know about you? Like, what is the reason why you started the podcast, Yeah. right? Was it just, I don't know, just to 
extracurricular activity that she wanted to participate in? Is the ultimate goal she wants to aspiring business owners or, you know, aspiring and current business owners? Is it, you know, when it comes to aspiring women, motivating them? What is that? Did you feel like when you were entering this space, you didn't know where to look? And so therefore you said, you know what, I'm going to create something of where I can share with other women because I didn't have this when I started. Mm-hmm. Right. So what is, what is your driving force of why you're doing what it is that you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's the main thing. And then of course, knowing your audience. So when you are working with that publicist, they already know. It's so important to sit back first before you engage with anyone and say, what is my story? Who is my audience? Yeah. I know what I have is great. And I want to get it out there. I want to get more exposure. But why? Yeah. Like, what about you is going to differentiate yourself from someone else that just created a podcast that inspires women? I was like, well, let me tell you. No, just- <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, and that's with, I- any, that's with anyone. I'm just using you as an example with anyone, you know, with a business. What is it? I think everyone who's listening to this is one thing, and I don't even think I told you about this, really. I was just, just like, I need you on this podcast. I didn't really even tell you much about it because I was more so interested in you. I was like, I just need you on here. This is something that you're probably going to, you see, because you're on social media a lot, is the reason why I started this is I was tired of people flaunting their money all the time when it came to business and making people feel Mm. like the the level of success is based on how much money you make, what your toys, your materialistic things are that you hold. And to me, I'm like, did we forget about, you know, our gifts? that was given to us when we were born? Did we forget about the whole reason why we are here in this earth to do? It shouldn't be about the money. It should be about our purpose, about our gifts and asking God, hey, guide me to do what you want me to do. You know what? This is very interesting. I guess this is going to be my first time publicly commenting mm-hmm. on this, right? Yeah. Is because I see a lot of that. You know what? I'll say this. I get why people are doing it. And also, I feel like it may be in alignment with certain individuals with, with their building, right? Of how this is how they obtain their, their customers or their clients mm-hmm. is because they want someone to sign up with them. They need to know, okay, you know what you're doing because you're making X, Y, Z, right? Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> right? The same breath. There's a thin line. There's yes. a thin line with that. And I never, and I'll, it's, no shade to anyone who does it, you know, your prerogative to do it. But you will never see me doing that. You'll never see me showing a check amount that, you know, now I think the most that I've, that I've done, I speak about the contracts that I've obtained, like a five-figure contract. Mm-hmm. And it's because that's more so it's possible. And that's really for other publicists, right? Yes. It is possible for you to obtain five-figure contract yes. of, of doing this, yes, right? Yes, but sure. I'm not actually showing that figure of what that is. What I do not want to do is I do not, I don't ever want to offend anyone. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't want to offend anyone. That here go Candace showing this big old check that just went into <laughs> her account. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to ever offend anyone. And you're also opening individuals to count your coins. Yeah. And I don't want to ever have anyone feel like they, they can count my money. <laughs> However, when you're doing that, and at the end of the day, that's not fair because just because that person may be making that money, you don't know what their overhead is, yes. right? You don't know what needs to be paid out. So really, how much of that are they really keeping, 
right? Yes. You know, what is that net? But not getting too too deep into it, I just really, the bigger picture is that I never want to offend anyone. I'm in the business of wanting to encourage. Yes, as a publicist, you can, you know, negotiate a five-figure contract. And that can come from just because this is a six-month thing and the grand total of the contract is five figures. Very simple. Yes. Right? So people try to use different things to to show off at at times. But, yeah, that's very interesting that you you brought that up. And I think, you know, like for me, when I reached out to you, you didn't show any of that. But one thing that spoke for you was the way you branded your business. That's Mm. how, to me, I was like, this girl is legit. Because how I see her on social media, from your link on your bio, everything was branded a certain way to make me feel that you're professional. So to me, that's how you can tell someone, hey, I'm professional and this is a big time business. As you can say, like, even for me, Mm -hmm. I don't flaunt any money whatsoever. I don't flaunt any money. But when people reach out to me, they're like, okay, when I went on your website and everything, it looks like you like a big corporation but it's the way you brand yourself mm-hmm. learning who you're marketing to learning your target market realizing what they want to see from your business and making it happen absolutely yeah. absolutely but again i don't want to offend it. yes i, I agree. just i want to encourage that is not me it's not, <laughs> it's not it's me. not me either it's <laughs> even if i bought like let's say for example i don't want a range rover but if i brought i would never show it I was like, I bought me a new ring. Like, why? I was like, oh, don't, don't take a picture of that. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. We're not doing that. <laughs> so, well, I'll, 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 I'll tell you this. I'll make this public because I fully feel like I'm going to be purchasing my dream car this year. Yes. And there's a story, story behind it. So the reason why I would even show it or even show, say, the logo of it is because it's a story. Yes. And it's a story about how you need to clean certain things in your life and how you manifest things around you. That's really what it's about. Yes. So I, I do believe, and that's why I said it, it is, it's a thin line with things. Like, why are you showing it? I have no yes. problem if actually anyone shows off a car. You know, maybe two years, your car was just repossessed. Yeah. Yes, show that car off. Yes. Give that testimony of how your car was repossessed two years ago or just a year ago, and then you were able to get this vehicle. That's, please yep I agree please with that one I, I agree with that one because I know like that one person I just saw it on Facebook today she was like my goal is to make a million dollars in 30 days and I was rooting for her because she wasn't bragging about it she's just saying I need right. to make this happen before I turn 30 like you just said your car is getting repaired and then you got something else I'm going to be clapping for you like yes you know but exactly it's, you know, it's, I guess it's a not a guess I know there's a difference between bragging and saying I worked hard for this and telling that mm-hmm. story behind it. Yes. And that, and I think, again, and that's going back to the story of it is what is the mission behind it? What is really what is the story behind why you are sharing this message? Exactly. Is it inspiring individuals? Yes, and I agree. And I know we kind of got a little bit off topic. Sorry, because I just be I just be the chatting sometimes. But I do have a couple more questions for you. So let's say if someone decides to work with you or someone who, who works in public relations, what are some of the outcomes they can expect while working with you or someone else who works in public relations? What's some benefits of it as far as once everything kind of gets out there and the flow starts working, all that great stuff there? So definitely once, of course, every client is different, right? So I'll I'll say that every client is different. But usually, you know, when you start working with a client, are you asking 
more so what to expect when working with us or the certain time frame of when maybe someone would see results. Let's talk about both because this goes again for me not really knowing. Okay. <laughs> so what can okay. we expect? And then maybe there is a time frame because for me, I could think, okay, this is going to happen in a couple of weeks or a month, but it might be longer. So maybe the journey, exactly. behind, the journey behind it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's talk with that, uh, the results, right, of the turnaround. Let's talk about the turnaround. So this actually is interesting because just today I made the, you know, the final decision that I'm no longer going to offer three-month contracts. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's six months because I need to know that, that the client truly wants to invest in itself. Mm. And I'm not even talking about the money. When people hear investing, they always just think, oh, it's just because of the money. No, it's not because of that. It's investing in the process of telling the story. Can you see results in three months? Sure. But sometimes it, it takes longer. And it's because it's, it's a process. Because, you know, when we are reaching out, engaging with the media, myself, you know, and my, my team, we cannot make the producer act Good day, Charlotte. Number one, open the email. Number two, open the email, but then respond back and say, hey, this sounds great. You want to bring the poll on to talk about her podcast or anything else, right? Got it. We can't make them do that. And so sometimes it takes time. It takes, okay, maybe we need to go back and regroup and change the, the key messaging of the client. Or if we need to, you know, send additional follow up emails and they have went to spam. They may have thought they, that they responded back to the email and they didn't. They may be responded in their head, right? It could be so, so many things. And so to really properly measure, I think that's really the, that buzzword would be to properly measure yeah. me. I am comfortable with saying six months. Okay. That's- and we will be able to, to measure of how when we begin on this month, of where we are at this six months. Of course, if the client wants to go to nine months, 12 months, that's totally fine, right? Yeah. But no longer going to, to offer the three months because it puts so much pressure on myself and my team, yeah. unnecessary pressure, and then just unnecessary, I think, with the results of what the client thinks should be happening. And it's because everyone is different of where they're even starting, especially individuals who are really green, to publicity and really getting into this media space, wanting to generate visibility for themselves. There's someone that is brand new, especially if you've never been interviewed before. People don't know what you sound, what, how you're even going to carry this interview, right? They have no idea. So that's them, you know, taking, you know, like a, a risk right there. Yeah. So long story short, I would say definitely with results, I would encourage individuals to be open to six months. Got it. That's really reasonable. Yeah. Now, can it happen before six? Absolutely. But I think it's reasonable to say six months that you definitely will start to see, I guess what people would say, a return on your investment because you will see some movement. You will see people responding back to your emails and be asking more questions about, you know, about what you do. So there's other things that you can do. You can create owned media. And with owned media, that is something that you're sharing with your immediate network. And then they're able to see these five tips that you have because you own it because you created it. That could be you creating a blog post. It could be doing an article on, you know, on LinkedIn. Got it. Got so. it. so that helps too. Like if you create some blogs, if you create some articles on yep. LinkedIn, all those things that can help make this process a little bit easier on you. Yeah, because that's creating visibility for yourself. Got it. Got it. Got it. And I'm like, check, 
writing this down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And another question yeah. I have for you too. Let's say if someone's working with you, they have this amazing story that they feel is going to, this is it. And then, you know, after working, you're like, okay, this is not it. How was, mm-hmm. how was that with that work as far as, you know, maybe finding the things that are great about them are great about their story are really nitpicking to find some things that other people can publish about them. Yeah, no, that's a great question because, you know, that happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. You Even us, you know, when we bring on the client, we feel like there's something here, right? However, just sometimes it's just, I won't say it's not there. I don't know what it is. Just sometimes, and I'll say this, sometimes just the energies end up not mixing well, mm-hmm. right? Between you and, and the client or their expectations, even though, of course, with any client that we bring on, we, I'm very upfront about, especially when it comes to pitching, that entire process, that it's not anything that we can guarantee. Very, very transparent about that. Mm-hmm. But then they still come in with, with expectations. So what is your question about, you know, how do we maneuver? How do we pivot out of those? Of course, if you're still within the contract, then you make new suggestions, right? So maybe it would say, okay, well, as we are waiting for individuals to respond back to our emails or our follow-up emails about pitching them, right, of what you do, maybe you come up with a list of five ways to become a better you in 2020, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe you put together that list and you make it go live on LinkedIn. And, you know, you encourage your your network on there, the friends that you're connected with on LinkedIn to share it. Because that's number one, again, that becomes owned media that you have. And of course, you never know who is going to see what you put. And they may say, you know what, I'm an executive at Smart Water. And, you know, this. I want to start and, you know, I want to bring in someone to talk to my employees about how they can become their, their best selves in 2020. I love that. Well, I need to start doing right? this whole LinkedIn thing. I mean, I'm on LinkedIn, but you're going to laugh at me because <laughs> this is what I'm doing on LinkedIn. I think for me, LinkedIn would be a really good thing for me to use. I just don't know how to use it. So do you have like some tips on how to like write articles, but then I don't have any friends on LinkedIn. So how would well, that and So that's the thing. You need to, to get, you need to spend some time on there and, and get connected with people mm-hmm. because as many people that you're connected with, then of course your network will grow. So I think with anyone on LinkedIn, you need to spend time of connecting with people, of course, that you know, and then connecting with people that may be in the same industry as you. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I want to be connected with other people in the industry because what may happen is that, say I'm connected with a few, and which has actually happened in real life, connected with a lot of different publicists and someone may come to them and say that they're looking for something, but they don't have the capacity to do it. Or maybe they're in the middle of a transition into something else. They'll say, hey, Candace, someone came to me, but I just don't have the capacity to bring on another client. Would you be interested? Mm, Right? Yeah. So that's how I look at it. Some people say, I don't want to know what so-and-so's doing and blah, blah, (laughs) blah. I'm like, yeah, bad mindset to be in, right? But there's a lot of great ways to utilize LinkedIn. But first, you do need to build build your network. So spend time getting connected with people. Got it. And then another thing is when, when you start to connect yourself with individuals, like their posts. Or if they shared something, and of course, if you agree with it, don't like anything, you don't, you know, support, but like it. People see that. The algorithms and everything, people see that. Yeah, that's true. And would this be the same almost like, this is another platform I don't really use, almost with the same like with Twitter? Yeah, so Twitter is, of course, you know, live time. So you may use it a bit different. 
like I'm on Twitter, but I utilize, which I actually need to sign on there right now just to see what's going on. But I utilize Twitter for journal requests to see if there's any journalists looking for any stories. That's what I use, use it for to connect with journalists because a lot of them are pulling because it is something that is live, very much live what's happening right now. Journalists are very much active on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So that's what I personally use it for. And another question about social media. So and this might be something that I don't know if it really. Yeah, I think it does. So a lot of people are questioning if they should reach out to certain people, maybe influencers or maybe even bloggers and DM them on Instagram to hopefully maybe do something for them in exchange. Maybe some type of like for me, example, what if I wanted to do like a website, I'll give you a free website in exchange of posting about it, things like that. Do you recommend that or do you prefer maybe email, maybe better? What's your advice on that? So I think with that is, let's see if you come across, you know, a writer at Essence, right? And maybe you don't actually know what they write about, but it says in their bio that they're a writer for Essence. Then you may want to say, you know, hi, Samantha, my name is Nicole. I saw that you're a writer at Essence. And I was just wondering if you can share with me what specifically do you write about, right? And so if she responds back, you know, hi, Nicole, thanks for reaching out. I write about, you know, love and relationships, but sometimes I may dabble in, you know, beauty. You may say, well, actually, I'm the owner of a makeup line and I would love, you know, for the opportunity to actually send you an email introducing you to my line and all the different whatever, 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 yada, 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 right? And you're presenting it that way. So you're not coming off as being so aggressive. Mm. Okay, well, that's great. What's your email? Wait a minute. (laughs) You know, what is this going to be about? You have to, you know, kind of a warm welcome, like a a soft Soft introduction. I like your house. You know, just let me in because I want to see your furniture. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. Thank you for saying that you like my house, but are you in the market yourself or what? You know what? I, it's yeah. just, you just can't do that. And I think people just, and I get it. You're eager. You, you want to connect with individuals. But again, anyone pertaining to wanting to get more publicity, you come across a writer. I don't care if you do know what they write about. You want them to feel like you are first, you're asking them, mm. right? And then even when they tell you what they do, okay, that's great. Are you actively looking for any new stories? If so, is there any specific story that you're looking for. You see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're not engaging in a conversation with them. And it's not, hi, Samantha, my name is Nicole. I saw that you're a beauty writer at Essence. I did my research and I have this line and I would love for it to be featured in Essence. Can you send me your email? Whoa. (laughs) How aggressive and how rude, right? That's true. That is very true. You got to think about that. You got to think about that. And you have to think about, would you want someone to do that to you? Mm. And the answer is always going to be no. Yeah, that is very true. So why why would you do that to them? Yeah, that's true. I think that, and I guess for me, when I was doing it, it's more so to get people on the podcast like yourself on different subjects. So, yeah, (laughs) I'm just like looking. But it's all in how how you engage them. And so if you're reaching out to someone, you know, to be a guest on the podcast, if you reach out to them with a warm welcome, but you ask them for their email, you want to identify who is the correct person where this email needs to go to, number one. Because yeah. it, it may not be them. They may have an assistant that this needs to go to. Yeah. So, and you explain to them, you know, why are you reaching out to them? You have this podcast. We specialize. Boom, 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 boom. I would love to have you featured. 
can you provide me an email where I can send my interview request? That would be great or whatever, how you want to end it. Well, that's some good tips. And I know not only for me, but a lot of the people that I know who are women in business, they do the same thing too. But it can be different. Like my friend, she does ombre brows. She wants to do celebrity brows that are local in her area. Things like that. So Mm -hmm. it could just be for anyone listening to this, because I know everyone's trying to reach out to an influencer to maybe expand their brand, their business. So that to me is a really, really good tip on something like that there. And another Mm -hmm. question, you know, I have for you is before we exit this podcast, we'd like to know some tips for you that maybe we didn't speak about that you'd like to give other people. So I'll leave you with this. Of course, I always have like a gazillion tips, right? (laughs) (laughs) But I will say this is a tip for for women looking to take a leap in whatever it is. It doesn't have to be you wanting to start a business, but just taking a leap of wanting to ask for that promotion or whatever that is, right? Is be your own fan. Like believe in yourself and the excellence that is inside of you. I think that is so important. And it's because you have to feel like this seed of whatever it is that's been planted in you was planted in you for a reason. Yes. And so you need to own that. I want women to own where they are in life. You are where you are in life because you're supposed to be there. What you're doing at this hour, this minute, this second, you're supposed to be doing it. Do not, try not, I'll say that. I encourage you more so to compare yourself. Comparison is the enemy And a lot of the times you are coming into someone's life at a certain time, at a certain chapter. Mm -hmm. So just because they're making this money or just because they've been able to do this, you have no idea what they had to go through to get there. You know what I mean? Very much people do, they compare. And so I just want to encourage you guys to work on not doing that. I'm not going to say don't do it, right? Because it's it's a challenge. Mm -hmm. I still you know, sometimes battle with that myself when I see other publicists that are able to do this or I'm just like, Candace, number one, you're in a different market. Candace, you started out doing something a little bit different, right? (laughs) Candace, you, right? And so that's fine. Be happy for them that they were able to do it. And that's that. As far as as tips when it comes to PR, I will say, and hopefully I can can add this in, is don't be in a rush. Mm -hmm. I know that you have a great story. I know that you want people to understand what your mission is, but don't don't be in a rush. Let the process happen. The right people will start to say yes to want to tell your story. And also have patience because it does take time. It is a process, very much a process. And do not take it personal. If someone says that they're going to pass on your story, it does not mean that your story is shrub. It just means they're, they're just not interested at that time. And it may not be that they mean they're not interested at all. It just may be at that very time that they're not interested because they just had someone on to speak about that topic, right? But they're not going to go into detail and tell you that. Oh, hi, Nicole. Thanks so much for, you know, for sending this over. But we actually interviewed someone like two weeks ago that talked about XYZ. No. Hey, Nicole, thanks so much for, you know, but at this time we're going to pass. Okay, no problem. It does not mean next time you have something that you can't reach out to them. You keep on. And if you're able to get the person on the phone, then sometimes that's when you want to ask them, well, you know, Sarah, are there any particular stories that you do want to tell? Or an email you can ask them. If they keep on saying no to you about your story, then say, 
say, oh, you know, would you mind if we set up a 15-minute call or is there any way you can share with me, you know, what type of stories that you are looking to tell? Because if she tells you something and you may say, oh, well, let me just take her off my list altogether because that's just not me, right? Yeah. But you don't know that unless you ask. So definitely have, you know, have patience, you know, in this process. Definitely make sure you have a budget. And so I encourage anyone that's in the space to reach out to a publicist that you may be interested in working with and just saying, hey, I'm new to this industry. I'm not even too sure how it works. However, I'm familiar with your work and I'm interested in working with you. Do you have a pricing and service packet that I can, you know, take a look at? Just so you can get an idea of what their pricing looks like. And if you don't mind, after I look over your packet, can I ask you some questions about pricing if I have it? Right? We just ask those questions. You just be vocal. You know, you're giving your voice for a reason. I think people just, they, just, they don't take advantage of certain things. It's like, ask the questions. Like, I want people to ask me questions. Please <laughs> ask me questions. Yes. But yeah, I think that, that's about it when it comes down to tips. I'll probably think of like 10 more after, but I think those are those are my, my core tips that I would like to share. And I think those tips are amazing. You taught me a lot throughout this podcast, some things that I need <laughs> to even tweak myself that I may be doing right now. So yeah. <laughs> I appreciate, you know, you taking this time to give us advice. That's the yeah. reason why I have this podcast is because, especially when it comes to Black women in business, it's really hard for us to find that advice to help us grow our business. It's yeah, like you have to pay for it. You got to pay for coaching. You got to pay for this. And sometimes the coaching that you get isn't what you're expecting. So let, let me tell you something. And girl, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but I'm not into fluff. Yeah. Okay. Don't give me any fluff. <laughs> I need you to be raw and real, bold. Tell me what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to give you this pieces and cream type of answer. Good. I'm going to be very, very raw with raw with the response because I believe that is what people deserve. Why do you want this fluff? I remember really quick, really quick. I remember this webinar I took and she was talking about how to have a three-day work week. And I said, oh, sign me up, right? (laughs) I said, what? I need need that in my life. Whether that was going to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or whatever. (laughs) I said, I need this. And like halfway through she's explaining who she is, how long she's been doing it, what clients she's with, right? I mean, selling herself on the constant. It's one thing to briefly give, you know, a brief spiel, right? But it was just a constant thing that she finally started to go into, I would say, like the content of it. I said, you know what? She's giving me fluff. And (laughs) then she was trying to upsell me. And then it dawned on me and said, you know what? You're able to have a three-day work week because you have a full team behind you. That's yeah, ultimately what that's you're not true. telling me. That is true. Ma'am, <laughs> is you have a full team behind you. Yeah. Probably someone, and, and look, there's no problem with that, right? But don't tell me that. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. I'm going to tell you how to do a three-day work week. And it's because, Candace, it's because I've hired an assistant. I hired an accountant. I hired this person, blah, 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 right? I will appreciate that. More so that, than that, yes. Exactly, and all this other stuff and all this built-in fluff about what it is and creating different charts. But no, girl, please tell me how you were able to do that. It's because you have a team. Exactly. You so I, I'm not about fluff. Yeah, it's like, please just keep it Just keep it 100. 100. Yes. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and it's so, like, even for me, 
I don't have a large team, but imagine if we had millions of dollars invested in our business to where we could. Come on. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> then where would Come we on. be? We have to work that much hard to get to oh, that goal girl. to have that team, that large team yeah. to help us. So just, yeah, like, absolutely. just like everyone listening to this here, look, I always tell people this, no matter who you see on social media, if you feel that they're better, all those things, don't think that because everyone, even if they're a millionaire, we're all going through a learning process. We are not perfect. We are all figuring it out still. So mm-hmm. that's one mm-hmm. thing that I always say, and especially when it comes to teams and that three-hour work week, I look, my hands are up. I was like, mm-mm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, look, so- <laughs> I, I don't even know really like when that would ever happen. Yeah. And you know what? Would I even want that? Yeah. I don't know. Right now, I can't even give you that answer, right? Yeah. But of course, you know, a few years ago, I was like, what? I don't have to do this. And very early on in being an entrepreneur, well, I was like, Candace, you are tripping of why you even thought that would have been okay. That was a whole other thing too. This webinar is not for the person who is in one to three years of their business, even one to five years of their business, because you need to hit the ground running. No, you don't need to strive to have a three-day work week right now. It doesn't mean in the future, right? Yeah, that's true. So there's a whole bunch of other stuff where I just felt like it was fluff. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I mean, and it's hard for me because I'm so particular about the way I create my designs. Very picky, 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 picky. So that's one thing mm-hmm. I need to work on. And maybe that's another podcast I, I should have. How to not be so controlling when it comes to the people that I hire to help me. <laughs> yeah. Because a dele- delegation is definitely key because that's how you're going to properly scale your business. That's how you're going to grow your business, right? Yep. It's, but look, look, I get it. I, know. I get it. Another question of yours is how has God's guidance helped you throughout your personal life? and through your business journey? So he is everything. Yeah, he's everything. He's been the reason why I have been able to still be a full-time entrepreneur. It's really not much I can say with that. It's been him. It's been a lot of the times I was able to, especially early on, when I was able to you know, pay my rent. It may have been late, but why I was able to pay it is because God, something came through, right? Mm, yes. <laughs> Someone said, actually, you know, we want to bring you on. Okay, great. All right. Whew. I'll be able to, you know, I'll be able to pay this. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I'm putting your faith, of course, I know that he has seen me work. So I'll see a lot of people say they, they want these things, right? I want this. I want that. I want that, that, that. Okay. That's great. But, you know, have you prayed about it? Mm-hmm. And then also once you did that, you know, you leave it there. And then are you still, how are you working? What's your work ethic look like? He's mm-hmm. still watching that. Like, yeah. There's so much stuff that's happened that's coming to bloom, manifested in my life within just, you know, last year where I was at, at this time last year, I was broken. I was very lost. Mm. You know, that was a bad breakup and one that would kind of just surprise me the way it went. Right. I would not have thought that it would have gone that way, but it did. However, I appreciate that moment. I appreciate going through that downtime of where I just felt very low, where I felt broken because God reminded me who I was, but who I was, right? So very much he is involved in my personal life, but in my business life, because I'll be honest with you, there is going to be some time during a call of where, you know, spirituality comes up. 
Why? It's because I do not want to work with anyone who's not a believer. Mm. And I'm not saying you need to go to church every day. Yes. But I'm very big. (laughs) Yeah. I'm very much big on energy. And I'm sorry. I don't want to work with anyone because I don't, I don't want that to come over here. What I'm doing. I want the person to understand that, you know, that I believe in God and you can have, you know, your belief, but long, you know, you're a believer. I'm not saying against different religions or anything of the sort, yeah. but definitely we're not swirling around with, you know, with anyone who's an atheist. Yeah. I can't do it. You got to like, And people stop. said, they said, Candace, well, how does that come? I said, I don't know you guys, but somehow it comes up in the, during the call. Yes. Yes. Because I'm very much like I'm a believer and where God has taken me from when I started to now, come on. Yeah. I have yeah. several, you know, testimonies, like, yes. honestly, yes. from a year, you know, and March is a very, very special month for me because I, you know, lost and gained so much in mm. just in March. When I'm talking about like two years ago or what happened in March. I don't know what it is. It's but, every March. <laughs> yeah, several things happened that just remind me, like, girl, you went through that, but ooh, look at you now. And I would not have been able to get through that without him. You know, there were times where I would just cry, mm-hmm. like, woe is me, what is going on? And I had to have that happen to me, humble me, I will say, so I can remember who I am. Yeah. I'm good. You know, I'm educated black woman. I'm very ambitious. Yep. You know, I have a good heart. You know, I bring a lot to the table. You have to remind yourself yes. of who you are. Yeah, I'm over here that's, clapping. That's, yes. <laughs> that's number one. You have to remind yourself that. But God is everything. Every day I'm just so thankful. As I'm in this office space right now talking to you, mm. that I decided that I wanted to invest in myself just on Thursday. I landed in Charlotte, came to the site visit. And I said, okay, let's do it. Like, where do I sign? That's nothing but God. Yes. So like I said, doing this last year, oh, no, it wasn't even in, no. I was trying to figure out how I was going to pay for this. Where was that going to come from? I need to get another apartment. Very much discombobulated in my life. So where I'm at right now, and I know that's not even to where, you know, that peak is. I haven't even touched of where it is. I'm grateful. Yes. And I know it's because of God. It's the only reason why. Yes, I agree 1,000 quadrillion percent. And I'm so happy to hear, like, as far as you're in a good space right now. You just got a new place. All these great things are happening. So congratulations, first of all. And, you know, thank you. And I just appreciate you coming on this podcast and telling us not only about you and your business, but your journey and your relationship with God. So I appreciate that so much. I'll say this. It's it's proof of his favor, you know. It's just a favor on your life, you know, and, I, and I'm very vocal about it because I want to share with others of what he's done for me, mm-hmm. honestly. Yes. And I remember I used to hear, you know, my nana say that all, well, she still says it. She's 96, but she still talks about of what God has done for her. I get it. I get it. I want to be that vessel. So when people look at me, they see him. They see what he was able to do through me. Yeah. Oh my God, look, I'm over here like, yes, I am so happy I brought you on. And it's funny because I was telling you, like, I reached out to people who I felt like, okay, I really want to interview this person. You know, a lot of people didn't get back to me, but to me, I didn't take that person. I was taking it to like, God Mm -hmm. will allow the person to respond who should be on this podcast. And every single person who I have interviewed for this podcast has been 
perfect, like just amazing. So I'm very mm-hmm. happy to have you on here. Yeah, no, this was, this was great. This was a great interview. Thank you. Thank you. And then last question, how can mm-hmm. people find you on social media, your website, all that great stuff? Yeah, so definitely just go to my IG. I absolutely love Instagram. <laughs> so it is at Candace Nicole PR, and that is C-A-N-D-I-C-E-N-I-C-O-L-E-P as in Paul R. So Candace Nicole PR, I'm, I'm not on every, you know, social media handle. Yeah. Um, so if someone says, I can't find you, you just, you didn't look. <laughs> because <laughs> it's everywhere. But the best is to connect with me on Instagram. I think if you click on connect my or my email, that little button there, that'll take you to my email. Of course, the link in my bio will take you to how you can work with me, all that jazz. So it's just best just contact me on Instagram. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sis Start Your Business. Stay in touch and communicate with other listeners by joining my Facebook group called Sis Start Your Business. If you are on social media, follow my podcast, Sis Start Your Business, on Instagram at Sis Start Your Business. You can also follow me on Instagram by searching Mrs. Nicole Martinez. That's M R S dot N I C O L E M A R T I N E Z. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and other business owners.